0: Well, hello everybody, and welcome to this episode of Classroom Matters with me, your host Christy Hool. And today we're 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 starting something kind of new. We're gonna we're gonna be doing a four-part series on um, students and how they feel um, about being prepared for the life that awaits them after high school. So I know in this podcast we talk a lot with educators and professionals that are in the business. But I really want to start diving in to the mind of the student because as educators, that's really why we do what we do as teachers and principals and people that are involved in the educational world. Everything that we do reflects on student success and how prepared they are um, or are not sometimes for the world that awaits them once they step out of the doors of their high school. So on today's episode, I'm really excited because I'm getting to sit down with a recent high school graduate, Lexi, and I've known Lexi, I'm just going to put that out there, I've known Lexi since she was about eight years old and she is a fantastic uh, just human being all around and so I'm really excited to have her on the show today and talk to her about what next steps in life are for her and um, how she feels about uh, leaving her high school career and moving into the world. So Lexi, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. So. Like I said, I've known you since you were eight, so being able to watch you kind of grow up (laughs) and now, like, sitting here in front of me as basically a grown woman getting ready to go out into the world. um, What are you doing as far as uh, your summer? What's going on with you this summer?
1: Most of it is preparation for college, just kind of getting stuff for my dorm together, making sure all my applications are filled out, um, preparing for classes and signing up for them, just seeing how the rest of the year is going to plan out. Mm -hmm. Where are you going? IUPUI, it's over in Indianapolis. It's a combination of Purdue and IU. Mm-hmm.
0: So do you know, do you think you know what you're gonna do when you get there? Or am I, are you going on scholarships or?
1: Uh, I'm gonna be going directly into majoring in music therapy. I'm a direct admin so I don't have to take um, general classes basically. And um, I'm gonna be taking like mostly music classes as I go this year.
0: Mm-hmm. You're excited?
1: Mm hmm. Nervous? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I haven't had like all of my classes musicals. So right. You know, it's a little different.
0: Yeah. Because this will truly be the first time that you're like away from home and living yeah. away from your parents and away from everything that you really feel familiar with.
1: It's going to be a big change. Luckily, uh, my best friend now just happens to be going there as well. I mean, it just worked out really well that way. And we're going to be on the same floor and everything in our dorms. Mm
0: hmm. So you've, you've truly been in public school for 13 years, including kindergarten, mm-hmm. right? And you just graduated in May. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to dive right in, and we're going to talk about how prepared you feel going now from high school... Um, you've had your summer, you're getting ready to move into college and really truly be on your own um, and probably not just taking college courses but also maybe trying to get a job, Um, you know, trying to find some part-time work. You know, a lot of kids will work while they're in college and you're not gonna have that safety net. So if I had to say on a scale of one to 10, 10 being like you can just rock this out and you're the most prepared for anything that you've ever been in your life and one being, "Uh uh-oh, I have no idea what I'm doing and I don't feel prepared at all. Where do you think that you would rate yourself Right now, based on the public education that you've had? I'd say a solid six or
1: seven because it's, they've prepared me pretty well and like tell me what's going to happen and what I'm supposed to do. But I mean, it's still a new experience, so I still have to go into it with no experience, basically. But I think they've taught me pretty well and like how I'm going to need to study and live and like balance work and school and all that because they've pretty much prepared me for like certain classes, like, um, it's like an education class. Oh gosh, I can't remember.
0: <laughs> but they, what did they teach you in the class?
1: Oh, like kind of like how to do your taxes, how to balance out your money, um, maybe buy a car.
0: So like a finance class? Yeah. Yeah. And well, I'm, And I'm happy to hear you say that um, because, you know, a lot of times, and I was actually just talking to someone else on the set here right before we started recording about that and how sometimes, you know, we feel that maybe kids, students, your age, um, are not really prepared for things that you actually have to tackle in the real world, right? So Mm -hmm. opening up a checking account, um, you know, possibly getting a credit card or dealing with student loans, um, you know, your taxes that are going to be coming out of a check if you decide to work, um, filling out applications and resumes. So, I mean, it's great to hear that there are school districts that are teaching you um, those things. And, of course, a lot of that you're going to learn sort of on the journey, right? You're mm-hmm. going to you're gonna eventually learn those things. But how soon do you think that they started teaching you those real world skills? Do you think it was just recently or have you sort of been learning those things maybe since middle school?
1: Uh, they actually t- teach it in senior year, like mm-hmm. all the stuff that you just w- went over. It's taught specifically like one semester in senior year. Personally, I took it as a summer school class, so it's been about a year, but it's somewhat fresh.
0: Mm-hmm. What are some things that you feel that you really need to know and maybe you're not prepared for that maybe that you could have had a little bit more preparation in?
1: Uh, Maybe what jobs best suit me in order to get on the right path for my future career because you know not all of them are going to exactly fit them whenever you first start out but it'd be nice to know like what would set me on the right path
0: and what's going to be best for hours and money and all that. Yeah, so really just finding the best fit for you mm-hmm. based on the degree that you're pursuing.
1: Yeah, and I would have liked to maybe found classes that suited me better, but I didn't realize what I was going to be doing until later senior year. So,
0: mm-hmm. And so how aligned are the school counselors um, with what you want to do, and how helpful was that process? Or are they just kind of like, you know, you're, you're basically sort of off doing it by yourself, or are you getting a lot of help with that?
1: Uh, you can go to them if you need help. Um, There are different perspectives from different students. I found them helpful personally, but I haven't really gone to them much for what I want to do in college. It's just the general checkup that they do with all the students.
0: Mm -hmm. How are you you feeling as far as, you know, when you get out there – um, you're gonna you're gonna figure out when you start getting into these college courses and you're working or you're interacting with other people that there's gonna have to be a lot of collaboration between you you know and other folks because as all of us know who have been through college and different universities and different experiences you know one of the biggest differences I think is is when you go from a high school setting to where everyone's sort of looking out for you and reminding you and don't forget this paper is due next week and you're working you know with other kids that you've known your whole life especially living in a small community um, in which we live and really gonna be thrown into a a setting where you know your professor or teacher may have you know four or five hundred students And you might not have that – I don't want to call it really babying anymore because I think they sort of Mm -hmm. get away from that in high school. But in some some sense it is, right, because you've got your teachers reminding you. You've got – your other, you know, the, the kids in your classroom reminding you. You've got your parents who are looking at your assignments going, Lexi, don't forget, <laughs> your, this paper's due. How are you doing on it? And so when you go to college, you don't have that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, most times professors aren't reminding you. They're saying, they're lecturing. You're responsible for notes. You're responsible for papers and exams and all of those things. So how prepared do you feel that the public school system set you up for that um, drastic change to where they're sort of helping you along the way to really just being on your own.
1: Basically, if you took more, if you took some of the harder classes, like an AP class or an honors class, then I feel slightly more prepared for that because that, the AP classes is a college level course and they'll try to be a little harder on you and you're, they're more like you're on your own, maybe read some of the book on your own. This is an assignment you can do. It might not be for a grade, but it'll certainly help. Or it is for a grade, but I'm not going to remind you again. It's, it just depends on the classes that you take. But if you take the easier classes, then they're going to kind of watch over you a little more.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you learn any study skills, organizational skills, um, things that are really go- going to stick with you for when you get into whatever career you have, um, whatever you know, path you take? Do you feel truly ready to be able to just sort of manage your own life? Um, based on what you, what you were taught in high school?
1: Um, a little bit. I mean, like I said, it kind of comes with what classes you take, what you need to study more. Like my um, AP class that I took this year really, I think, prepared me more for college and what it's going to be like. It's probably not as close to what it's going to be, but it certainly gave me a little taste of how I'm going to need to study and manage my time, and it certainly, like school has definitely taught me that time management is going to be key in
0: college. Mm-hmm. So you probably have done a lot of homework, in your life, Um, a lot of projects, Mm -hmm. depending on where you are um, as far as academics, probably some repetitive lessons, a lot of what sometimes people will call fluff. And if you could see me, which I know that my listeners can, I'm doing invisible quotes around fluff. Um, Do you think all that's truly necessary in public schools or do you think we could get rid of some of that?
1: We could probably get rid of some of it, like uh, busy work, for example, I mean, There are certain classes that are more important to other students than some because we have more work to do for some. Like uh, If you're taking a harder class you're gonna focus more on that than say your regular level class and usually it's a regular level class will be giving you a lot of busy work so you don't really have time to study for your other one which causes a lot of problems down the road which I've encountered a lot in high school.
0: Mm -hmm. What about homework? Too much?
1: Not enough? Just right? Uh, I'd say too much because most people I talk to, they'll even the really efficient kids who are like right on it with studying and they know how to manage their time really well, they're not getting enough sleep at night because they're doing homework for so many hours each night for each of their classes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially the ones that probably didn't need to have as much homework as they did.
0: Yeah, so you think cutting some of that out is going to be more effective? Mm-hmm. Why do you think teachers do that? Why do you think that we as public educators do those kinds of things? Do you think it's just the way it's always been so we just continue to do it? Um, Do you think teachers are like well I have to give homework that's like part of what I do right? Like kids have to have homework. Why do you think that we constantly put all that stuff in a school day?
1: I think sometimes they forget that there are other classes for the students and they're so focused on their part of the job that they forget that you know we do have other things to focus on which is understandable but at the same time it becomes a little troubling. and I think they kind of feel obligated to hand it out sometimes, like, well, you know, this teacher might be giving out homework, and what well, what am I doing, so maybe I should hand something out, too. But it's not always like that. You know, what, what we're learning in class, we're learning in class, and sometimes if we just study it on our own, it's going to be helpful, and if they don't study it on their own, then they're going to have to learn, too. Mm-hmm.
0: So effective teachers versus ineffective teachers. They're out there. I mean, you know, we talk about that on the show. This is, you know, there's a lot of great things happening in public education, and there's a lot of not so great things happening in public education. Um, It happens. You know, I've I've yet to come across anybody that has went to a school district or taught in a school district or a student that said every single teacher that I've ever come in contact with, with has been, you know, top of the line, best teacher I've ever had. It just, it's not realistic. And it's not realistic in any business career organization. There's always those ineffective folks that we have that are working amongst us. So I'm sure that um, you've had some ineffective teachers kindergarten through yeah. <laughs> high school. Um, what is What makes a teacher well let's just start with effective. What do you think makes a teacher truly an effective educator?
1: Um, I think the most effective ones will have a nice steady flow of like their schedule that's all lined out and the students can see it as well and they know what's overbearing and what's not uh, what's truly helping out and what's just kind of a space filler for the day if they don't really know what their plan is for the whole day I find that the most so far what I've seen the most effective teachers have called their job easier and then for the ineffective teachers I've seen they've mostly just talked about how, how hard it is, but then they'll tell us about how they were having, like, they are going to uh, concerts every day or something. Like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's just a little pattern, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I think they'll find their job a lot easier if they're more effective, yeah. especially with their students. And, the, you know, it's kind of comes with the busy work. Uh, the more busy work they have handed out, the more they have to grade. But if they hand out, like, you know, every now and then, homework or projects that actually, like, really benefit the students and really teach a lesson in itself along with the lesson they had already taught, then I think that's where you're going to find the most effective teacher. Mm
0: -hmm. Think back on all the teachers that you've had, and I want you, and, you know, obviously we don't, we're not saying names or anything, Mm -hmm. just in general. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want you to think of maybe one of the best teachers that you ever had, elementary through now, and one of the worst teachers that you ever had. (laughs) <laughs> and I want you not putting you on the spot, but I kind of am. Yeah. Um, because I think it's important that that we continue to emphasize the great teachers that are out there and help the more ineffective teachers by letting them know what characteristics maybe they're missing. And so that's really why I'm asking you these questions, because you've just lived it. It's very fresh to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the most effective teacher, your favorite teacher of all, you know, grades Um. Tell me, like, their their top three characteristics or uh, what were the top three things about them that made them such an amazing teacher to you, that um, one teacher?
1: Yeah, okay, I already, I've already i had one of mine the whole time. So oh. he's very uh, understanding of the students and their life at home and what's going on around them because he relates it to his own kids. He had this – one of his – okay, well, my favorite rule that he has was uh, I'm never going to assign – something that's due the next day because you always have something going on that night or the next day and sometimes it's just not going to work that way because he thought of his own daughter not being able to go out with their family one night because she had been assigned uh, a big assignment that was just due the very next day and she had no time at all and so it's just kind of that kind of thing that made us all just adore him and he always gave out like I said, the assignments that were always really effective—they actually taught us, and I always learned something from the assignment outside of what he was already teaching. And I was always interested in, in them. Let's see, what else did he do? Uh, he like he made—he always made the lesson interesting, so we all wanted to learn. i had never wanted to learn more in that class than like another class. I was always excited and ready to go. Uh, and he like included his own fun humor and related to all of us really well. And I th- I'd say most of us had A's in that class because of him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, didn't, I hadn't really seen a better teacher in my entire mm-hmm. education.
0: So he was looking at you more as, in, as a whole person. Mm-hmm. He wasn't compartmentalizing you into, like, this is Lexi. I have her for an hour, and I'm going to treat her the same as every other kid. Yeah. It was more of, like, the total person that you are. And he was taking all of those things into consideration mm-hmm. and making it fun and interesting. Yeah. Now the bad teachers or the ineffective teachers <laughs> – Think of one that you had that really stuck in your mind that you really had a, a not a good school year because of this teacher and give us a few reasons what made that year. Because that's true, right? I mean, if, you have, if, you're, if you're in a room with a teacher that's not effective or possibly maybe doesn't want to be there or the personalities don't mix, it really will ruin your entire year. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that happen with kids a lot. And so um, think about that and, and tell me some of those characteristics or maybe what was that person missing or what made it such a such a bad experience she took a
1: fairly easy class and made it hard for all of us um it was like I said you know lots of busy work I'm not trying to focus all on homework but it was a lot of busy work so teachers that stop
0: giving so much homework <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs>
0: yeah it was uh
1: and she, I don't know I think she didn't really consider what was going to be best for us she wanted what was more fun for her it was mo- almost like movies every day, which sounds like a, like a dream for some kids, but like we kind of also wanted to learn the lesson rather than watching a movie and trying to teach it all to ourselves. Well, like, we you know, we have all this precious class time. We aren't getting to use it. And so say we'd have like a large project that we had to work on and we had groups where we couldn't meet each other outside of school because it's our busiest year. Um, she would use that time to watch a movie or to play a game, which was, a little rough because it was an honors class so we were expecting honors level teaching but she wanted honors level answers which we couldn't really give at the time without mm-hmm. the honors level teaching
0: like um it was the whole the whole thing was just kind of scrambled yeah just all over the place mm-hmm. did you get a sense that she didn't really want to be there or yeah. it was difficult for her or like maybe she had lost The spark of teaching.
1: Yeah, uh, most of the time she was on her phone. You know, we like you hear, you always hear her saying like, "Don't be on your phone." But most of the Mm -hmm. class time, we'd see her over at her desk, just on her phone, texting someone rather than grading, especially grading all the papers that she had given us. We wouldn't get them until months later, and it'd be like a simple scantron or something that could be run through a machine.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you, that you say that, that you brought up the cell phone thing because, you know, her uh, teacher just in general, you know, and I think that we see this a lot with more of the ineffective teachers, the power struggles that they get in and give you rules But then they're sort of doing what they're asking you not to do all of the time in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. You can't have your cell phones out, but I'm going to be on my cell phone all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, corresponding with friends. You can't eat or drink in the classroom, but I'm going to eat and drink at my desk the whole time that we're in here. Mm -hmm. Um, So, well, I appreciate that. I know, you know, you've had a, a long experience with school and a lot of teachers. So it's good to hear from the students Um, what, what they feel makes, you know, and you're a great student, right? You came out with scholarships and high academics and you're a very well-rounded, adjusted young lady. Um, if you could change one thing, we're going to wrap up with this. If you could change one thing about your public school education, what would it have been?
1: That's a rough one. I mean, I guess I would have liked to learn how to study better and manage my time. That was my biggest challenge in high school is time management. So I guess I would have liked to learn how to shape that better. Because I feel like most of the stuff was just kinda of thrown my way and then it's like, all right, we'll just complete it by tomorrow. Or just, you know, um try to study for all these at night, every night. it's like, well, I don't really have all this time in the world, but then again I didn't really know how to manage it so well. Yeah.
0: Well, Lexi, I have absolutely no doubt that whatever you do and whatever path that you go on, you will be ultimately successful in that. Um, and I'm so thrilled that you were able to come in today and sit down with me. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck. Um, and I know our listeners do as well. So uh, that is the end of this episode of the Classroom Matters podcast with me, your host, Christy Hull. Don't forget to check us out on the educate.today website.